Welcome to Two of the Lucky Ones. Dodging bullets since 2003. Welcome everyone. Tonight is episode three and we will be discussing boundaries. So here we go. Okay, to begin, let's talk about the definition of boundaries. All right. Um, to define boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line, a limit of a subject or a sphere of activity. Psychology today puts it like this. The whole point of having boundaries is so that we can contain ourselves within the parameters of where I stop and others begin. Do you think maybe we should start talking about uh, some of the boundaries in our lives, some of the things that we've done in the past and where we've had to draw some lines? Sure. Yeah. Start there. Well, let's talk about different types of boundaries and um, why we have them. So we have... Um, within the different boundaries, we have personal boundaries, emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, sexual boundaries, time boundaries, financial boundaries, um, non-negotiable boundaries, and uh, most importantly, our spiritual boundaries. Um, as I was getting ready for this podcast and doing a little bit of research, um, I came across the way uh, that psychology today puts boundaries and defines it. And they said the whole point of having boundaries is so that we can contain ourselves within the parameters of where I stop and others begin. I think early in our marriage, um, we had no clue about boundaries whatsoever. No. Um, This has been a learning process that has taken a lot of time. And honestly, um, a lot of deep within, you know, searching, soul searching, really. Um, and reading, studying. Right, yeah. So from childhood, we're often taught to bend and mold ourselves to make others comfortable. Sometimes this message, messaging is implied, as in school dress clothes, for instance, and sometimes it is direct. Like, I don't care um, if you don't want to hug Uncle Sammy, it's rude not to. But the one truth is that it's always there. So it's no wonder some of us find it difficult to set appropriate boundaries as we get older. Um, We don't want to offend or hurt others, even when that avoidance ultimately means hurting ourselves. We've been taught from a young age to put the feelings of others ahead of our own to the point that many of us don't even know where our own boundaries are, let alone how to set them. Okay, so I think from a very young age, we should be teaching about boundaries to our children. I think early in our marriage, we did not have any clue about a boundary within ourselves or other people. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's true. When we first got married, um, we we didn't use boundaries in any way, shape, or form. We let family members and friends inside what where boundary lines should have been drawn, right. and we just, of course, didn't have them. So we allowed friends and family um, to cross those yeah. lines with us and get way too close with things, talking about things that they had no business talking about, giving us advice where advice wasn't asked for. Right. And a lot of that was done... 
like either behind my back or behind Chelsea's back mm-hmm. by other people. And then none of, neither one of us knew that this sort of thing had been going on. And so what would happen was it, it creates thoughts in your head that are not it conjoined with your spouse's thoughts. Right. Well, and that kind of stems from what we talked about last episode and the two become one, Right. you know, that, that, that is a boundary set by the Lord. Um, and it is not respected because people don't really look at it that way. Yeah. And it's a boundary that he put up. It is a circle circle around the two of you and him. And we carelessly didn't even well, realize it. No, we didn't. And what, what I think happens to people when they get married is you are taking a world that you lived in with these people that your spouse doesn't really know. And then your spouse is in their world with the people that you don't know. And then those two worlds join. And Mm -hmm. then it's hard for either spouse to cut out the people that they have in their lives that they've had in their life all along. That's been giving them information, giving them advice and all these kind of things, whether it's good or bad. And then, you know, that's something that should be discussed with every couple before they before get married. Before they're married. Right. That's, I mean, it takes courage. Oh, it definitely takes to, courage. And strength to become, to, to set boundaries. And it takes, yeah, strength, it takes, it takes actually both of those things, courage and strength, um, a lot of it too, because many times family members, friends are so overbearing and so ingrained in your daily life that it's very difficult to finally put them in their place and say listen i love you and i respect your opinion but if i don't ask for it well you have to be crystal clear with setting boundaries um they don't know where your boundary is if you've never told them and i just think of how different our marriage would have been had we before we got married sat down and looked set our boundaries. That's true. And I think it's important to have personal boundaries on your own and then boundaries within your marriage. Um, because well, really self accountability for boundaries within yourself, having boundaries within your marriage, within yourself, it's all about self control. Um, I think that it has a lot to do with it. And I think that as a couple, you, you have to agree on these boundaries, I mean, obviously, but with with you voicing them and praying about them and, and really knowing where you stand together, then that would be such an amazing thing from the beginning. We made a lot of mistakes, let too many people into places where they weren't supposed to be in, and got us into a lot of situations that well and, were detrimental. And- and on top of that, too, there was a, you know, as we've already gone through, there's there was quite an age difference between Chelsea and I. And um, I was, you know, the old the old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that was kind of me. I was, I was already 33 years old, set in my ways pretty much. I had been living on my own for all that time, you know, um, and had already, you know, I'd had my own house. I had my own, you know, way of doing things. And then all of a sudden, here comes my wife, and we with a baby right out, right out of the, out of, you know, we like I said, we had a honeymoon baby. So we immediately, within the first year of marriage, we had a child. And so my whole entire life just flipped on its head. So I 
invited as a way of trying to be closer and and in a better relationship with my wife invited in her family her friends and let them into areas that I really shouldn't have been letting them into not anything bad just um you know just in in our in our day-to-day things you know and I would let them tell me things about Chelsea that they should not have been telling me, you know, yeah. like, um, oh, well, she's this way or that way, or you have to do this with her, you know, and things like that, which is not what I should have been, you know, doing. I shouldn't have been listening to that at all, but I did. And then, of course, that upset her when she would, yeah. you know, find out about those things because that's one thing that we've always done. We've we've shared information with each other and uh, about everything. Chelsea has always told me everything about everything, which is good. I mean, yeah. that's what you should do. But it took us years before we realized that boundaries were even a thing. Right. And uh, that we should start putting them in place. And, of course, by then, we had let it go so far that it was really hard to put them in place. Right. If you, if you get to a point where the lines aren't even there, they're blurred, they're, I mean, it's all about... <clears throat> really having a backbone and standing up and you know um this is what we're gonna put up with and this is where we draw the line right and it hurts it's hard it's um it's not something that's easily done so the sooner that you can figure out where your boundaries are within your family within um i mean boundaries are healthy and and you your relationships are just so much better when when they are in place. Um, it actually, from my research that I researched, it lowers cortisol levels. I mean, it's just crazy what well, it's, having setting those boundaries can do for your life. It's going to lower your stress a yeah. lot once you get over the hump of setting the boundary. So, you know, the initial thing that needs to happen is you need to, and this is what we did, and it worked, and that's why we're saying this is what needs to happen, in our opinion. Now, remember, all this stuff is our opinion. So, I mean, you can research it yourself and do it your own way, but this is what we did, and it worked for us, so you're welcome to try it. But um, we're not geniuses, and we're not doctors or anything like that, so we this is just all we're giving you is what we've been through, and we're still together, and we're still successful, and we still love each other, and we have an awesome relationship, so... We're going to tell you what we've done and what we think is right because it's worked for us yeah. in the long run, in the long run. But basically what we did was when we discovered that boundaries were a thing, I don't even remember. How I think we, I'd read the book Boundaries. Yeah. Did we get it though from a the, the initial idea we got, I think, from a, a marriage counselor? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember. But really anyway, we got the idea ago. from somewhere and we knew it needed to take place. So we sat down and this is what I think you should do with your spouse. You should sit down and say, okay, what are some of the issues where where we think boundaries would be an advantage? You don't have to throw up boundaries all over the place. I mean, that's that's not necessary. You, But you need to take the things that are really causing a stress in your marriage. You need to take things that are seriously causing issues. And let's say, just for example, um, and I'm trying to leave this, let's say there's a cousin I'm going to look at a family member, yeah. all right? And that particular family member is butting in way too much to one of your one of you that is just it's just too much for you to handle. Right. 
So you you're always having to come back together and complain about them when you right. get together, and it's like, ugh. you know what, so and so just did, yeah. you know, whatever. But you need to you need to sit down and sit with your spouse and say, okay, here's one boundary. I think cousin Ethel or whatever yeah. needs to mind her own business or stay out of our life to a certain point. But here's the thing: you don't want to run cousin Ethel off completely <laughs> and make cousin Ethel to where she doesn't ever want to talk to you again. Or maybe so, you do. Or no, maybe, just playing. No, I'm it, just playing. Well, it could be that. There yeah. Can, there can hey, be, well, let me. Yeah. When you have a person that has narcissistic tendencies, it is extremely hard. Once you've gone forever without putting a boundary, it is extremely hard to do it. And sometimes you just have to let that go. Well, you yeah. you have to just be like, you know what? I can't deal with this person. I need a break or I need some time. Or And you can't do that. We've done yeah. that. We've actually done that before we, we had... Um, we've had situations where um, friend or family was just way too involved and had too much control and too much hold over what we were doing. And we had to just completely sever ties for a while. And, you know, that worked for both sides of the coin. I mean, right. at first that person was upset, but after the after a while and after we mended those fences from a distance kind of and kind of brought it back together with boundaries in place right and let them understand look, look we love you and we want you in our lives but you know here's here's where these boundaries need to be and you know that person said you know what you're right i did get too close this is just i mean it wasn't really so much spoken but it was that was it was kind of understood and and that that was a great move for in all directions because it really changed the dynamic of that relationship completely. And so, you know, it, sometimes it is okay to cut a friend out for a while or cut a family member out for a while. Right. You know, sometimes you, well, you have to go back and find self. You have to yeah. find you. And sometimes it's, it, it's hard to do and you yeah. have to deal with things within yourself. But um, when we went through this, we did it in the most loving way we could think to do it. We tried to explain ourselves to the person. They were really upset, so it didn't quite go through at first. You know, they, it took them a while to, to swallow that pill because it was a hard pill to swallow for them. But once they saw our, our viewpoint on it and, and started to kind of think, okay, well, I get where you're coming from now. You know, it took a while. It took about six months, maybe little longer maybe longer um but it, it finally they were like you know what i kind of see where you're coming from and and we and we begin to mend that relationship and start from a new vantage point right. here's this boundary that we would like to keep with you and let's make sure that we don't and that's the thing about once you set a boundary you must enforce it right you know you can't have to go ah, well, ah, and, remember and, the, remember the no we're not doing this right. you know we, we've already had this talk and sometimes you have to set it over and over right. and over and, and people are going to get upset there's no way to set boundaries really right. every once in a while you'll run into a person that's very very gracious and they understand and they right. just say oh yeah well i didn't realize i'm sorry let me step back and that's rare. It, it is rare. It does happen, but it's rare. Yeah, there are those people. Usually when you set a boundary, be ready for some fireworks because it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, that's what's going to happen, and you've got to be tough with it. You've got to be strong. But I don't the thing say, is, you know, not tough, but you have each other. No tough. Yeah, I mean, no, it was tough. But No, I mean, you've got to be tough. Oh, you got to be tough, yeah. too. Oh, Yeah, obviously, but yeah. you have each other. That's the thing. To that's be the, tough that's, with that's and the to be strong. You must feed off each other's strength. Right. In, in these situations, because, you know, whenever we did this, you know, it, it upset 
either one of them. I'm not going to get into details, but it upset either one of us. And we had to, the other one had to, you know, be the shoulder to crown and say, it's going to be okay. We'll get through this, yeah. you know, and help the other one through it. So you must be a unified front uh, on all, on all, on all fronts. So, right. I mean, it's. Well, and let's go into children with the boundaries. Um, I think that, you know, from from childhood we try to teach them boundaries but i don't think we ever sit down and we're like hey this is where dad and i stand this is you we we will not allow this yeah and man i mean that that could be a game changer but you both have to stand that well and boundary also, yeah and also with kids kids are different because kids are extremely uh, tenacious with when they want something so manipulative yeah manipulative tenacious they're gonna they're gonna really fight you on certain certain boundaries particularly mm-hmm. and it's really hard when one parent is a pushover and the other parent is more of the strong type and you've got to get together on that. And yeah. that's something Chelsea and I still kind of struggle with. We, <laughs> you know, I'm the pushover oh in the goodness, family. I just can't, while you're saying this, well, I'm I laughing house, inside. I have one. a house full of girls. You do. And they're all, they all have dad wrapped around their little finger. Oh, they and, do. And they and, know it though. And they do know it. And it's really, really Even the hard little for ones. me. Yeah. Oh, I know. They all push me around like I'm yeah. a big sucker. Oh, he is. And I, yeah, I fall for all the tricks. And all this I'm kind of normally stuff. the one going, "Hello, Are you out of your mind." <laughs> <Just> Will <laughs> you not listen to me? Yeah. And so. then I look like the bad guy. We y'all, we these teenagers, man. Oh, even the non-teenagers. Even the non-teenagers. Yeah. But I'm telling you, these teenagers, they go to you and they put up their case, and then you come to me. Uh-uh. Oh, and they'll play it, you against each yeah, other, it, and, it, and yeah. it it does it 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 can cause division. Yeah, and it really does. We, I mean, we've had in the last year, we've had some instances where I'm like, hey, you know, I feel like you're not being a unified front with me. Yep, she'll call me out on it, and and, and it should, and that's what she should do. That's there's nothing wrong with calling your spouse out and and having a sit down, and you know, we'll roundtable stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we'll sit down and she'll be. You know, she's usually, usually gets to the point where she's kind of upset with me and she'll be like, listen, you know, you can't do that. You know, I'm like, okay, you're right. You know, and I'll have to go back. Then I've made a huge mistake and I've got to go and change what I did or said with these kids. And then they're really upset with me and that makes it really hard for me. So they think that there's a gray area in our boundary because he's allowed that. Yeah. And so that's been my, that's been, I'll admit it. That's been my stupid mistake. And and I'm telling you, the older they get, the harder it is to set those boundaries. Cause they're like, Oh, well if I do get in trouble, then dad's going to give me my phone back (laughs) or he'll talk mom into it. Uh huh. Well, ouch. Yeah. I do hate to see my babies upset. I know, but but it's healthy to learn these boundaries young because don't you wish? I mean, and for for the sake of saying it, we need boundaries from infanthood until yeah. our adulthood. I mean, think of how differently life could be if you communicated your boundaries to those around you and stood that, stood firm in them. Right. But you also need to make sure you understand. You don't need to be a, just a, a total... Nazi. Yeah. I mean, no, for lack was, of a better word. Yeah. For lack of a better word. But, you know, you don't have to make these hard nosed boundaries that are just like, you know, 10,000, you know, be a fascist about the whole thing and just, 
you know, make it just really hard on everybody because, oh, you crossed a boundary. Oh, you can't cross the line. You know, you got to do all, you can't do that. But, um, but it is very important to, you know, uh, get together on the boundaries that you're going to decide to, to put out there and then, and then enforce them. Um, and you'll see as you move forward with the boundaries, which ones are the right boundaries and which ones are maybe, are ones maybe you shouldn't have said. I mean, you can always... Yeah, they can always be a, a, be adjusted. adjusted right. But I think that for people that <clears throat> have strong personalities and those that kind of get in your business a lot, they're much needed. Yeah. Um, you know, besides you and your spouse and the Lord, that's all that has a say so when it's the truth. Well, and that's what, that's what is, that's, something that needs to be put in place from the beginning before you start to set boundaries. This is something that we, that we've talked about already. And there's something that's extremely important. A strong marriage is going to be a strong, a marriage that, that prays together, that spends time in the word together. And that, um, that's so important. So I can't wait till we start putting out some resources for people. We need to do that, put out some Bible studies and things that for, um, for married people that, you know, but that that's where the strength is going to come from. Right. When you when you don't have strength of your own, you rely on Jesus to give you that strength, and that's going to be where it comes from. So, well, and and to to kind of piggyback off that, um, I was doing a study while I was getting ready for this podcast, and I noticed that you know even as a child, Jesus set boundaries within the parameters of who he was. Um, you know, and I kind of told you about when Mary couldn't find him and he was in, um, he was in the temple Mm -hmm. and he came to her and he said, don't you know, I'm in my father's house. That's right. And it was like, through my interpretation of it, this is where I am and this is what I'm doing and that's my boundary. Um, and so, I mean, and of course you can look through, um, through certain scriptures and you will see where, I mean, it is biblically sound to set boundaries. There's boundaries set with, you know, we, he sets boundaries within us. You know, if Uh you do this, it's going to be that, you know, that, that's your, um, and I think that why not, um, try to mimic that. I mean, I think that it's healthy to have them. Well, in your relationships. Here's a good good scripture on it right here is uh, Proverbs twenty five seventeen. Seldom yeah. set foot in your neighbor's house. Otherwise he'll get sick of you and hate you. That's right. That's and that's that's pretty strong right there. And that's exactly what'll happen if you don't, you know, keep your and then, and see these boundaries you need, you know, go for you know, go for you just as well as they do for the people you're setting them with. So you need to be thinking about where you're overstepping your bounds with people too, because yep. you want healthy relationships on all sides. So yeah. um, be sure that you're not stepping in too much where you're not supposed to be. So, but but moving on, I think what's the next one? What's the next set of boundaries? There's well, um, I mean, the examples I put are. Um, with your parents, with children, with in-laws, friends, and in your marriage. Um, I think that it's very healthy to set up boundaries within your marriage, like no texting the opposite sex without a group text, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, no going to lunch with Susie Q, you know, whatever, without 
a, your wife there. Yep. Um, you know, let's go back to when you were drinking. You know, I did set boundaries and I did abide by them. Finally, it took a very long time, but yep. I did. And it changed the whole trajectory of our marriage. Yeah. Well, thinking about what you just said about going to lunch with people, I was there was a time when yeah. I had I, I worked in a in a place where I worked with a bunch of girls and we were friends. You know, I worked with them all day, every day, and they were very much I mean, you know, Chelsea knew that I there was no relationship there with them. They were all married and we were just friends and I had introduced her to them it and still we had all gone bothered me. And, I know. She I didn't realize at the time that it was bothering well, her and like that. Let's okay, so Let's tell this story just a little bit. So right after I had Macy, I had emergency appendix surgery. Yep. She was only a few months old. My mom came down and grabbed her and took care of her. Well, Shane went on to work. I had what should have been day surgery. Um, I ended up being there like a week. Yeah, I was extremely got, sick. She got really sick. And so um, I'm in the hospital all by myself, like literally all by myself because my mom had Macy and you were at work. And he bebops in the hospital room one day with one of the ladies. And I'm like, oh, hi. Well, she had asked <laughs> She's like, to come oh, see we're going to go eat lunch and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, y'all are, huh? Well, I mean, and I was going to go see her. See, I, she had yeah. asked me, where are you going for lunch? And I said, and we always went as groups and mm -hmm. ate lunch together. I'm not saying it was a good thing or anything. I'm not trying to really explain it away. This is just what happened. Yeah. And she said, uh, where are you going for lunch? And I said, oh, I'm going to go see Chelsea. And she's in the, and the hospital was real close to yeah, where work was. And she goes, oh, I'd love to come see her. Can I come see her with you? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I thought nothing of it. I was like, she knew that I wasn't interested in this girl. I mean, we'd and, only been married a little over a year. Macy was yeah. just... And I should have been thinking. It was just kind of yeah. dumb on my part. And I was like, um, okay, number one boundary. Yeah. You cannot so, go eat lunch with her again yeah, or any of them. Any of them. Without, yeah. <laughs> a group. So, so, yeah, without it being. Anyways, a group. So, so that was, I mean, was we, learned, we learned, learned. Yeah, we learned that we needed boundaries within our marriage pretty yeah. early on. Yeah. But we just didn't even you really know, do it until. You know, we had enough. a. We had a lot of rough times. We've already told you that we've made just about every mistake you can make. And we'll mm -hmm. probably say this a bunch because we did. And, um, but you know, the good thing about us is we always found a way to talk about things and, yeah. and figure out where the problems were. And I think that's really important with your marriage. If you want to, um, but you know, I'm seeing this some in, I don't want to call out anybody in particular, but I in in a marriage that we are watching right now, um, we're seeing um, a little bit of a lack of communication on some parts, yeah. and um, and that's going to have to change, and uh, we're going to have to. Well, you cannot have a marriage without communicating in yeah. some way, whether it be negative or a positive interaction, because yeah. we had a lot of communicating that wasn't negative. Yeah, we did. It wasn't great. No, it wasn't. But when we did luckily we when when things would get to the point where they were really falling off the cliff right we would find a way to and that was where what like what i was talking about and i think it was in the last podcast where i was saying a decision has to be made right and that's where i would make a decision and um when i would see that she was you know pushing away from me and I was like, did, I had to ask myself, dude, is this what you want? I mean, right. you, she's leaving. She's she's heading out the door. And you're going to need to do something. And it was a decision that had to be made. There was a time where I had to say, you know, okay, let her go and just move on and let this happen. Or put a stop to it. 
Right. And I decided, no, I'm putting a stop to this. So I went to her and, you know, grabbed a hold of her shoulders and looked her in the eye and said, I'm not going to let this happen. Right. And I'm going to show you, here's what I'm going to do to fix it. And then I did it. You right. can't just say it. Right. You must do it. So um, it's just, you know, that was... I don't know if that's really a boundary that I set, but it was something that I set for myself that I said that this is something I'm going to do. And then I did it. So, um, but it's, it's guys, I think a lot of times it falls on us to go and and salvage things that we've caused, you know, Um, and it could be the same with a female too. I'm just talking from my, from my perspective, but in my perspective, I had caused a lot of these problems. And so I had, I felt like I was the one that needed to fix them, but um you know, all of this, um, everything that we're talking about falls back to following the word and letting that guide you. Because those Because if things, you let the world yeah, drive you. Yeah, if you let the world drive you, you you're definitely you're gonna, doomed. You're, yeah, you're out of there. So, and you'll do it not with this marriage, but you'll do it with the next marriage and the next marriage until you finally make the decision that you're going to let your life be guided by scripture and by the Lord, you're going to keep on wrecking into trees. I mean, it's just going to keep happening. You're going to keep running people off. So anyway, back to boundaries, but these, there are many, many boundaries that Chelsea and I have set for ourselves. Some of them are spoken. Some of them are not. I mean, there can be boundaries that just happen where it's the, because you realize it's the right thing to do. You can, you can come up with boundaries and, on your on your own without ever having to verbalize it and say you know what i see that bothers her i'm not going to do that anymore right i mean just it's it's not rocket surgery i mean it's it's (laughs) you know it's all you have to do is just oh this is a problem she's upset about that don't make that well you know i think back to the phone i think the phone is such a hindrance it is for some people to right. a marriage i think that i mean and even media, yeah if you're porn both exactly oh porn will porn's at the tip of everyone's fingers nowadays oh it's so it's, it's such a damaging yeah. thing and it's happening younger and younger and younger you know, and that's a boundary that needs to be set oh porn. it does within your your children and you know the research that i did on it and i don't know why i did it not too long ago but more women are actually viewing porn than ever mind. before. That blows my mind. I know. I didn't. When you said that, I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. I, I think that we have to set a boundary within ourselves. We're not going to allow this in our home. Yeah. Um, our, our, our teenagers, boys and girls, need to have that boundary. You need to be talking about porn and... Um, what it does to your brain, it oh. it chemically changes um, your receptors. It does. It does. It actually changes your brain, and that's where the addiction comes in for it. Yeah that that is one of probably one of the most detrimental evils on the oh, planet yeah. today. You know, I heard heard somebody say I, I don't remember where it was today. It was today that I heard it that um, the the porn industry is bigger than Disney. Yep. I mean, it's, I believe it. Yeah, it's it's just, and and there's a reason for that. People are letting it happen. The people are, are are letting that be. And you know, there's fam. There's you know, you'll hear people. You know, we're we're married couples watch porn together. Yep. I think that's wrong. Yep. I don't think any of that should be allowed in your life at all. There is nothing good. Porn is wholly sinful. There's nothing not sinful. There's nothing okay about pornography. There's just absolutely not. 
So there are there we're all we're sinners. We're all sinners. We're wretched sinners. The Bible is clear about that. Mm-hmm. Our best efforts are as filthy rags to the, to the Lord. Yep. The, our best efforts, you know, giving to the poor till still to the Lord is is as filthy rags. Yeah. But we're always going to have sin in our lives. We're always going to going to be fighting that. We're always going to be we should always be asking for forgiveness for our sins. But there are some sins that you commit or that people commit that are just off the chart things you cannot do. Yeah. And porn happens to be one of them. You can't have that in your life. You will never be healthy. No. With pornography anywhere in your life. And I mean in any aspect. I think these girls shaking their butts on TikTok and stuff like oh that is gosh, a form of horrible. pornography. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, it absolutely is. You shouldn't be looking at any of that. I mean, it still pops up on my feed every once in a while where I see it, and I do my best to flip off of it as fast as I can because I just don't want that temptation in my world at all. Yeah. My desires are 100% for my wife, yeah. and that's it. So, But you know what? We'll we'll probably maybe get into that in another in another episode, but... That's another boundary that can be set or that needs to be set is sexual boundaries, stuff in the bedroom. And that's that's yeah. probably the first one that needs to be laid down. No porn. Period. But, um, yeah, your your wife should be your only desire. Um, because, you know, in my opinion, pornography is, is cheating. Oh, absolutely. You know? so, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, guys, get rid of it. Seriously, take it out of your life completely. Don't ever look at it again. If you've got an an addiction to it, yeah, there's great resources out there that, um, I actually listened to a podcast. Um, gosh, I'll have to put it in the references under this one, but there is a great podcast for recovering, um, porn addiction for wives that have suffered with, you know, their husbands having porn addictions and things like that. There is a way to recover from that. Absolutely. It is possible. Yes. So boundaries in the bedroom are are definitely something that you need to another just same as the other boundaries to sit down with your with your spouse and discuss what's what's expected and what's what's expected to not be part of part of your um, your bedroom activities. I mean, there's some things that are just off the table, right? You know, and. I'm not going to get into details, but you know we've set boundaries in our in our bedroom things, and and there there's some things that are just off the table. So, mm-hmm. um, and they're fine. That's fine with me. I mean, there's many things that I'm just you know I don't I'm, I think uh, there's a lot of things in people's bedroom lives that they probably struggle with. Probably, and, I'm and, sure. And um, you know, if it's something that your spouse is it's not not, uncom- not, not comfortable, not comfortable with, with, then it needs to be off the table. It needs right. to be a boundary that's set, and then you need to leave it alone. Right. You know, guys, there's things I think that, that men chase that are they're interested in that are just not not godly. Just get it out of your head. I mean, if it's if it's something you can't get out of your head, then take it to the Lord and pray about it. Right. Because he'll take it away from you. Yep. We all have sinful tendencies and we all have to pray about them. The desire to drink, people that have the desire to shopping, eating. Yeah, shopping, eating, anything like that is is all part of the fallen world that we that we live in and all of those things have to be met with prayer. And um, that's the only way you're ever going to get them out of your head. So, because these things will drive you crazy if you don't. 
They'll drive your spouse crazy and they can lead to a divorce. So, you know, don't let that happen to you. Get in, get in prayer and ask the Lord to take these things away from you. Say, Lord, I've got a problem with this and I need your help. And if you're, if you're a Christian and you're, mm-hmm. and you're, and you're, and Jesus is your savior, then he will listen. He will, he will help you and, and take those things away. And you know, one thing I want to add is if one of you has a problem with something, it's a we problem. It is. It's a problem for both of and you. And it's a, it's a problem that can be solved together. Yep. Um, in many areas. I mean, yep. well, that's, a, that's something that needs to be, I think, especially with guys speaking from a man's perspective, mm-hmm. men are afraid to be vulnerable. Men are afraid to be weak. They're afraid to be, show their, their soft side. They're afraid to need help. Right. A lot of guys are like that. I don't need any help from anybody. Well, yes, you do. Yeah. And number one, you need help from the Lord. But number two, you need help. It's okay to ask for help from your wife. Right. It's okay to sit down with her and say, honey, look, I'm weak in this area. I'm really struggling. And if, and women, when they come to you with these issues, you need to reciprocate right. and, and be understanding. And, and if a man comes to you, or same with a woman, she comes to your you guys, if they, if you, if you're gonna bear your soul to your spouse and say, "Here's the problems I've got. I'm suffering with this. I'm really needing help," you can't say, "Well, you sorry, dirty pig, get out of my house." Right. You know, you can't exactly. do that to them. That is so wrong. That because that makes you the problem. Right. So don't ever do that. That is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. In, in that situation, if especially if it's a man that has trouble with this area in the first place bringing these things to you and then you throw it back in his face like that, then you're the problem. Yeah. So don't do that to your guys when they bring you issues that they're trying to struggle with. If they've, you know, brought that up. Well, if they're bringing it up, they're wanting to deal with it. Yeah. They're wanting to deal with it and get rid of it. So you should definitely help them. Yeah. They're not going to bring it up if they don't want to deal with it. Chelsea and I, we, I don't know if we've really known anybody that this happened to directly, but We've seen a couple of marriages from a distance. They were like friends of family and things like that, where we heard that, you know, the um, one of the spouses had an issue with gambling or or I think one of them we I'm not I'm not remember remembering exactly who it happened to, but one of them, the guy was um he had, you know, porn addiction and gambling addiction and I think alcohol or drugs, something all of I mean, he had a huge variety of things mm-hmm. that were really he was struggling with. And we prayed for them and we we tried to give them resources, you know, through people. We said, "Hey, give them, let them call this person." We know we know some people that work in addiction and things like that. We yep. Have them have them call these people, but it still fell apart, and it was so sad. And yeah. I just hated to see that happen to somebody yep. when it could have been saved, guys. No matter what you're going through, it can it can be saved. You can yep. you can survive these things, and that's why we're doing this because we have survived them. Yep. We've survived some horrible things that have happened, and we'll get into those as the episodes keep coming. But you'll be surprised when you hear some of the things that we've gone gone through and have made it out the other side, and yep. we're still together and still love each other, and we still have a great relationship. So we do well, and I want to add that today um, I have a. Um, counselor that I speak with you know once every while and today I spoke with her and she knows a lot of our history um I've been with her now for a few years now and you know I know that last episode I said that like you don't need counseling I don't mean that you don't need um counseling in at all I was meaning that the likelihood of us 
as a couple needing someone else to talk to third party wise, if we're both in the word, we're both praying together, we're doing all these things is less likely than if we're not. Yeah, but there's no problem with getting help. Absolutely from not. Please do. Anyways, I was speaking to her today and she knows a ton of our history. And she said, I just think it's amazing because people need to hear that there's hope. You know, and I, I think back to when we were going through a lot of these things and it would have been nice to hear, hey, you know, this is me five years out and this is what will be. Yeah. You know, if you try, if you make it work, if you get through all these things and push through, this is your outcome. And I think it's... It is important to kind of step back every once in a while, regroup as a couple, set boundaries, and cling to each other, you know, become one again. There's nothing with kind of, hey, let's start back over. Um, Let's make each other a priority. Let's put up these boundaries in our lives. And there's nothing wrong with throwing some boundaries around and seeing how it goes. Well, not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's vital. It is vital. So vital. There's that word. Mm, gosh. <laughs> but you know, it, it is I mean, there are things that are just like extremely important. Yep. And boundaries happens to be one of them. Yeah. So um, we hope that that this has helped in some way. Um, yes. we encourage you to do well, like I said, regroup. Sit down with your husband and say, hey, let's let's talk about boundaries. Well, and, and, and do a little research on your own, too, about yeah. boundaries. There's plenty of books and resources out there right. where you can learn the proper, healthy way to set boundaries. Um, be careful what you look for and read. Make sure that you vet the books that you pick up um, because there's a lot. Well, of, and I've read a ton of them. I'll put them know. in the we'll, we'll put them in the information thing below or whatever. There's no below because there's there's like you can. Type up things all. I click on stuff in Spotify all the time. What do you mean in Spotify? Yeah, I click links underneath, and it takes me to other episodes. It takes me to books. It takes me to websites. I thought that was just on YouTube and stuff. No. Oh, okay. Well, good. All right. Well, we'll put so we'll yeah we'll put some um, references that we've or books that I've read that I really enjoyed and learned a lot from. Yeah, because when it and that's something I I I was going to bring up when. When you start looking at books and resources, be real careful that you don't accidentally pick up books on the new age because a lot of that stuff's out there that, and a lot of it's masquerading as Christianity. Oh, it is. And, um, and it, uh, it'll, it'll lead you down the wrong path. So be careful with, um, the new age stuff that's out there. The self help, a lot of self help, um, books are new age and we'll start getting you into stuff that is, we need not, to do a podcast on new age. Yeah. Stuff. There's, there's stuff out there that's not godly and it will take you into places that you don't want to go. So, yep. um, the Lord will be upset <laughs> about some <laughs> yeah. of those things. So, but we hope that this helps, um, you yep. and we're, we're excited to kind of get everything going Facebook wise and Instagram and yep. emails we're, and we're slowly putting it together. So yeah, bear, bear with, with us, us. <laughs> as we, as we get it out there, but, um, cause this is all new to us still. So, um, and again, if you made it to this point, thank you. Yeah. We really, we really appreciate it. You know, we hope you keep coming back. We just kind of posted yesterday for the first two episodes and yep. we're getting there. We're it's get kind of neat one, to watch. Get this one put together and put out for everybody. And but, if y'all would like to hear a topic or if there's something y'all want to, Hear, uh, we'll hear our the, story about, we'll do that. We'll have to put the email out for everybody yeah. to, to 
get in touch with us and tell us what you think. And so I think from now on, we're going to do one a week for a while and see how that does. That's what we're going to try. Yeah. We're going to try to at least put out one a week. So, um, we hope you have a great week. Yep. And, um, why don't we end in a word of prayer? Absolutely. All right. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we've got to reach out to a large group of people with this technology and and to share the things that we've gone through in our life and hope that it helps um, bring others to you, which is our main goal, and to um, help them maybe discern what's good in their marriage and what can be done to help repair uh, some of the things in their marriage. Lord, we ask that you uh, lead us in the right direction, give us the right words, and help uh, people that need to hear the stories that we have be led to us and us led to them. Lord, we thank you for your love and your watch over us. We ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.